This morning, we'll take our text from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. Hebrews 13, and we'll begin reading at verse 9. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. We live in a time when there are numerous cleaning products and cleaning agents on the market. And these products are designed to, to make our life easy or easier there's, there's an old term, I haven't heard it in a long time. It's called elbow grease. And what that is, is you just take whatever you have, whether it's a bar of soap or anything else, and, and you just go to work. And you just put some real work and some real effort into the project at hand. But we don't hear that much anymore. Instead, we hear phrases like, Spray it on, wipe it off. Unfortunately, things do not always work as advertised, but, but that's what we like. That's what people are looking for today, something that will make their life easier. But when we think about Jesus and what he did for us, there was nothing easy about it. He did not leave the splendors of glory he did not leave his home in heaven, his father, his surroundings there, uh, to come to earth to find an easier way. That was not why he came. But he did come to earth. And as John wrote, he was that word which became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. The Lord came to give his life so that we could live. He came to, to give his life a ransom for many. And that really is, is interesting because a ransom, by definition, is the price demanded or the price paid for the release of a captive. We were held captive by the powers of Satan. And in a sense, we were held hostage. We were in spiritual captivity. Oh, but thank the Lord, we know that, that He came. He came to set the captive free. He came out, out of love and, and mercy. And the only way that can happen is through the blood. Through the blood of Jesus. The blood is the only thing that will suffice. The blood is the only 
acceptable form of payment. Now you can go to the malls, you can go shopping online, and when you check out, oftentimes you will be presented with a smorgasbord of payment options. You can use your debit, you can use some kind of a electronic funds transfer, you can use credit, PayPal, Bitcoin, you can use a, a myriad of mobile paying options. But when it comes to sin, the blood of Jesus is the only acceptable form of payment. We read in our text here this morning in verse 11, it, it referenced without the camp. And if you research that, you can take it all the way back to, to the Old Testament, back to the time of the children of Israel. We remember how a God delivered his people out of Egyptian bondage with a high and mighty hand. He, he brought them out, gave them deliverance, and it was his will. It was his desire to, to usher them in to the promised land. But unbelief crept in and kept them from, from going in. You know, uh, even today, uh, unbelief is perhaps one of the, the greatest obstacles that will prevent people from receiving and enjoying the blessings of God. But uh, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years, 40 long years there. And while they were there, they, they, they would set up camp, but they, they constructed the tabernacle. We might call it the, the portable temple. And when it was time for the camp to move to a new location, they would fold up the tabernacle and take it with them and set it up uh, where, where their new location was. But the camp, the camp was an emblem of the church. The camp was where God's people were. The camp was where the tabernacle was. And we might even say the camp was where God dwelt, there in the temple. But outside the camp, it was a different story. Outside the camp was where the unholy, the unclean, the impure, the diseased, the lepers were. And we, we remember the account of Aaron and Miriam, how at one point they murmured and complained about their brother Moses. And God was not pleased with that. Nor is God pleased today when people murmur and complain. Now, I know we, we live in a world where many things are, are disappointing to us and many things can be very frustrating to us. But, but the reality of it all is that we have so much more to be thankful for than we do to complain about. And anyway, she was struck with leprosy. And what happened to Miriam? Outside the camp. And I, I believe it was seven days until she was cleansed of her leprosy. And then she was able to come back in. But, but back there, uh, animals were killed for sacrifices. The blood was collected and it was taken to uh, the altar and used for atonement. The carcasses were taken outside the camp and burned with fire. The sacrificing process, it, it must have been a very unpleasant 
process. But I don't know that a true sacrificing is ever very pleasant. But these sacrifices, they all pointed ahead to the Lamb of God. And in Hebrews 9.12, we read that neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. I was reading something here of late, and I understand that some denominations today have removed the, the teachings and the doctrines of the blood of Jesus, even to the extent that uh, they are omitting uh, some of the old hymns of faith that reference the blood. I, I guess today it's unbecoming. Today it makes some people feel uncomfortable, they say. But isn't it interesting that we live in a world where the media and the entertainment industry just seems to thrive on violence, blood, and gore. But when they omit the blood of Jesus, what is left? Oh, they could talk about the goodness of God. They could talk about the blessings of God. They could talk about the love of God. But only to a point. Because when they come to John 3.16, there is a problem. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that love uh, meant giving his son that one day would make the trek up Calvary's mountain and give his life. And his blood would flow down that old rugged cross. Then we read in verse 12, Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Now this was referring to the time of Christ. You know, the chief priests and the rulers, they hated Jesus. And, and sometimes, even in our world today, as we... Uh, as we look around and, and listen to, to the things around us, it, it, there's hatred in our world. And sometimes it is hard for us to, to grasp and to, to comprehend the depths of hatred that is in our world. Well, this hatred that we're talking about, it isn't anything new to this generation. Uh, they hated Jesus uh, back when he was here on earth. He was despised and rejected by his own nation. But the Lord was, was that lamb that was without blemish. He was our sin offering. He was taken out of the city. He was escorted out of the city gate. And it was there that he suffered. It was there that he bled and died. And, and just like uh, back in when the children of Israel's time, when they would collect that blood and take it to the altar there in the temple, when Jesus died in a symbolic way, uh, one can take uh, that blood of Jesus and it can come into uh, our temple. Ye are the temple of God. Ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and when that blood, it comes in and washes over a soul, it, 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 it eradicates and removes the sin and every stain of sin. 
In 1 Peter, we read, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The blood of Jesus. It's through his blood that we have salvation. He purchased our pardon. It's through his blood that he might sanctify the people with his own blood that he suffered without the gate. It's through his blood, by his stripes, uh, ye are healed. It's through his blood that we find protection, that we find safety. It is through his blood that we have victory, victory in Jesus. I remember as a, as a young boy, as we would get up in the morning to go to school, mom would gather us kids around and we read the Bible and then we would get down and pray. And, and, and mom's prayer, it just seemed it was just a, a part of the, the fabric of her prayer. But she would say, Lord, watch over us today and keep us all under the blood as she somehow recognized that that's where we want to be. That's where we find safety and where we find a protection. I can remember our midweek services. We would go down to Six and Burnside and we would have our meetings down there. And, and I can remember some of, at least of what I consider some of the, the, the old of, of veterans of the gospel, many of which have gone on to the reward. And I know there were many, but I, I remember a brother of Phil Burnett. I remember brother Chick Beasley uh, there sitting on the front row at Six and Burnside, uh, jumping out of his chair to, to give us testimony. I remember brother Jim Lytle and, and many, many others. Uh, but, but, but isn't it true that uh, down through the years, many uh, who were bound and shackled by sin uh, somehow came to the foot of the cross and prayed an honest prayer, repenting of their sins, and the blood of Jesus wiped the slate clean. Oh, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. And here in 2019, in these modern times that we live, God hasn't changed. Oh no, He's still changing lives today. He still is able to set free. And he is still able to save to the uttermost. That's the God that we serve. And he is so able. We read in our scripture reading here this morning, uh, John, uh, the revelator, uh, he was writing about uh, what he saw there. It's so amazing the things that, that he saw and uh, what is more amazing that somehow he was able uh, to take what he saw and, and translate it into words. But, but with God's help, he did that. And in verse, in verse nine of our scripture uh, reading, we, it said that I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number. He saw this great multitude, a massive multitude. Uh, he saw uh, different nations. Uh, he saw different people. 
uh, there were different tongues, uh, different languages, uh, different cultures. Uh, there, there were uh, people that lived in different times. Uh, some lived in ancient times. Some lived in modern times. The rest of them lived somewhere in between. But he saw this multitude that could not be numbered. A multitude that was greater than the, than the greatest stadium that you could find. And what he saw was the saints of the ages. And they were all gathered there. And everything about them was different. But the one thread of commonality was the blood of Jesus. Why their robes had been washed white, pure and spotless, uh, depicting the righteousness of the saints, of the bride of Christ. That's what the blood of Jesus can do. That's what the blood of Jesus can do today. In the news of late, we've been hearing a lot about the, the challenges and the turmoil there at the United States southern border. We've been hearing words like asylum. We've been hearing words like undocumented. We've been hearing a phrase that simply says a pathway to citizenship. But from the foundations of the world, God created a pathway to citizenship as he looked down through time, even to where we are today. He knew he understood that mankind would need a savior. And he sent his son. And it was through his lifeblood uh, that we can have a newness of life. This morning, the blood of Jesus still avails. If you're here and you, you need salvation, well, by the way, the Lord is here. Uh, he, he will meet you here. Uh, you can come to the foot of the cross. You can come to this place of prayer and you can experience what so many others have experienced. You can uh, be that new creature in Christ Jesus where all things have passed away and behold, all things become new. Oh, this morning the Lord is here. He will sanctify you. You can experience the second application of the blood of Jesus. You may have other needs. You may have other challenges in your life, but you can just come to Jesus. You can put them all under the blood. And what a difference that will make. Oh, the Lord is here this morning. He is here. We invite you to, to come and pray. And, and the Lord will meet you here. Come now and pray the song number 334.